The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. All we can be sure of is this. Zach Berry and Grayson Weir are hashtag not committed. I love a good train wreck. Hey, what up? This is Not Committed. I'm your host, Zach Berry. Joining me as always, Grayson Weir, coming to you Thursday morning. Another wonderful day to... uh, discuss uh, name, image, and likeness, and for people to point fingers uh, and act like they are not guilty as well. Grayson, good morning. Good morning, Zach. How are you? Uh, it's a lovely day. A um, lot, lot, lot going on. Some things happened last night. Uh, people are angry. Uh, I, I think mostly people are laughing. I think so, the, too. Uh, hypocrisy and just overall comedy of it, but Nevertheless, we're here. Um, before we get into the uh, the jokes and and all of the hilarious stuff that uh, pertains to NIL and the SEC, we will start with a uh, a very uh, peculiar offer that went out on Wednesday. Uh, Diamante Tucker Dorsey, a uh, FCS All American at James Madison, received an offer from Ole Miss. Tweeted that out. He is also Received offers from Auburn, Florida State, Texas A&M, uh, Texas and Texas A&M, I should say, and UCF. Um, pretty, damn, pretty damn good player. Um, size potentially an issue. Um, but look, played at the FCS level, but a very good FCS program at the, uh, for James Madison and the Dukes there. Um, last season. 116 total tackles, nine tackles for loss, four picks, two and a half sacks, two forced fumbles. And then in the uh, spring season, um, the 2021 spring season that the FCS did, uh, he had 51 tackles and two and a half tackles for loss. Uh, Was a first team all uh, Colonial Athletic Association conference player. Um, Was on the FCS second team All-American team. And um, the FCS third team All-American stats perform, whatever that is. Um, I'm assuming they're just going about stats. Uh, but nevertheless, solid player, 5'10", 214 pounds. A um, lot of uh, – oh, my God, I'm losing my mind. What was the uh, – oh, Bird Bryant. A lot of Bird Bryant vibes. Uh, Sir Darius Bryant, uh, former Ole Miss Rebel, played on the uh, – 2014 Ole Miss defense that started the Landshark movement. Um, top five defense that uh, many people wish was still in Oxford. But, uh, yeah, I, I get a lot of Sir Darius Bryant when I watch him. Uh, moves well, good athlete, you, you know, being 5'10", low to the ground. Um, but he's a thumper, uh, pretty solid in pass coverage as well. Uh, and this is an Ole Miss team that's looking to replace their top two Tacklers from a year ago, Chance Campbell and Mark Robinson have now moved on to the NFL. So, um, be interesting to see uh, what happens here uh, with the uh, 
Norfolk, Virginia native. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what the whole thing looks like here. You know, the whole picture. I don't know who he's looking looking to to really give his full time and attention. But for an, a team like Ole Miss, uh, a guy like Tucker Dorsey makes a lot of sense. Um, with the scheme that Ole Miss runs, where it's this kind of three-two-six, there aren't these definitive linebacker positions. Where back in the old day, a guy like Diamante Dorsey Tucker, Tucker Dorsey, wouldn't necessarily work as a linebacker on the FBS level. Back in you know the late nineties, early two thousands, when you had these not, big. I was gonna say, uh, not many guys out there. For some reason, I always remember those early 2000s Oklahoma defenses with, like, Rocky Kalmus and Teddy Lehman, those 6'2", 6'3", 230-pound, you know, white dudes that just – yeah, you're just a box linebacker. Exactly. So that's no longer, you know, a necessary quality. The the sheer size of linebackers isn't necessary anymore in today's day and age especially with the defense like Ole Miss. You can put him in a, a linebacking core and use him almost more as like a safety, a crashing safety. You could put him as an outside linebacker on the defense with Troy Brown and Kari Coleman. Reginald Hughes is another name that's, you know, people are excited about at the linebacker position. Ashanti Sistrunk's still there, Armani Johnson. I mean, a guy like Tucker Dorsey, Obviously, he's going to go where he feels is the best fit for him. But from an outsider's perspective, putting him in an Ole Miss defense where he can just fly around and play really anywhere in the secondary, on the second level rather, um, makes a lot of sense. And and the 5'10 isn't a concern. Well, it would be if you, you needed him to play middle linebacker or if you needed him in a true 3-4-4-3 system it might be an issue. You might, might be a deterrent, but one look at the tape. We talked about his numbers on the FCS level. I mean, the dude's an absolute baller. I think the fact that he posted 51 tackles and two tackle, two and a half tackles for loss in the short season is almost even more impressive than his full 2021 season last year. Um, but either way you can, you can get him in the mix in a fluid three, two, six, whatever you want to call, you know, the the new partridge defense um he would fit in perfectly and and he would be a great addition to that defense where he is just a a incredible athlete total thumper like you said and you can kind of move him in a lot of different places and you can put him on the edge as a crashing you know edge rusher you can put him at that outside linebacker position and have him try to you know seal the seal the corner you can even push him out into coverage on a tight end if you needed to. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense for Ole Miss. Uh, he has been officially it, removed from the JMU roster, so he is transferring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tried. I tried to look look up some some other miscellaneous stuff about him and got the four or four error. Um, I, I mean, he's a graduate transfer, um, so barring a waiver which I don't think would be an issue. I think that he would be immediately eligible, obviously one year, one stop um, type guy. I think it's crucial for Ole Miss to get a guy like this because you've got some, I don't want to say the room's not talented because I think it is, 
but it's a lot of question marks. You've got a, two guys like Austin Keys, Jakevian Brown, both showed a ton of promise, especially Keys was having a, a borderline all SEC season last year before he hurt his knee. Jakevian Brown's always been a guy that has been really high ceiling. They've, they've really, I mean, that was the first recruit that Lane Kiffin went and saw when he was hired. Um, I think they expect a lot of big things out of him this season. Um, so you've got some some promise. You have some potential there, but it isn't as comfortable as you would feel if, say, Chance Campbell came back for one more year. Right. Um, the, it's not like the room is completely bare. They don't have anyone. I think there's talent. They just have to find where the pieces go on this defense. And I think that while you're figuring that out, a guy like Tucker Dorsey, who's played a lot of football, he can get in, he can learn the scheme in the summer, get into fall camp and compete. He can be someone that can kind of be a coach out there and kind of move guys around. You figure someone like that that's played a ton of ball and played it, again, a really, really good FCS program over uh, at James Madison playing for Kurt Sinetti. Uh, they went 12-2 and two a year ago, um, lost in the semifinals, um, won their conference again. Um, so he's, he's won a ton of games. I mean, 14-2 and two in 2019, 7-1 and one in the shortened season. So um, somebody that's experienced, um, that can get guys in the right place, you know, all the cliches of being a coach on the field and, and being an experienced old head. I think that's what Tucker Dorsey could do for this defense. Yeah, and he ran – I mean, JMU didn't run the same system as Ole Miss by any means, but they did commit to a, a defense that was kind of based on the four-down philosophy. Um, you know, they expect to be on the field a lot. They expect to be moving around a lot. They expect to be running a lot. And Ole Miss's defense is, is one that requires a lot of depth because you're rotating players in and out, and you're having them move and run and cover a lot of ground. Um, Tucker Dorsey – you know, knows how to do that. He has that high motor. He has that high energy. He isn't afraid to shy away from being on the field for four downs consistently in a game where, you know, Ole Miss and Tennessee are running a stupid amount of plays. Um, that would not be an issue with him. He could be on the field for all of those plays and maybe step into a role similar to a Chance Campbell where you can just rely on him to be that anchor. Um, I, I don't know if he translates exactly like Chance Campbell, uh, but it's the same idea to where you could trust him, you could rely on him, and you could know that if the ball ends up in his direction and doesn't get past and gets past that first level, you, you've got a reliable uh, form tackler there to try to step in and, and make the play. So who knows where it will end up? He will end up rather, but if Ole Miss can really get in on this, and we've seen, obviously, Lane is the transfer portal king. Um, if he can go get another one, I think he would be an awesome addition. That could be a really, really big chance for Ole Miss's defense to improve drastically, but I also think that uh, Tucker Dorsey's draft stock, draft stock could skyrocket in a defense like that, the one that Ole Miss runs. Yeah, I, I just – Use your athleticism, use your speed, rack up a ton of tackles, and then uh, go have yourself a pro day, call it a year. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to dive into uh, all of the hilarious 
uh, hijinks and shenanigans that went on Wednesday evening with uh, Nick Saban and uh, pot calling the kettle black. So hang tight. We'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Lamar Yard, Oxford's indoor-outdoor restaurant, bar, and entertainment space on South Lamar. They now have an updated menu with non-barbecue options from Tex-Mex to Mississippi Delta catfish to smash burgers. And you can contact Lamar Yard for your private events for the spring and summer. They have a dedicated event coordinator who will help you plan your event from start to finish, and they offer on-site catering. Weddings to Greek parties or corporate events, Lamar Yard is the perfect place to host your next party. Lamar Yard is Oxford's quintessential family and pet-friendly venue, and they look forward to hosting you soon. Check them out at lamaryard.com. And if you want a place for clever dishes and captivating cocktails, look no further than So Wild in South Lamar. Chef Erica and her committed team of food and beverage enthusiasts are bringing top-notch cuisine and libations to you six days a week. Whether it's happy hour three to six, fresh squeezed margaritas, ramen, two for one Moscow mules, all of that and more, the best and brightest in-house or via curbside pickup. Check them out, solaoxford.com or call them at 662-238-3500 and place your order today. The show also brought to you by Memphis restauranteur Kelly English and his restaurant group in Memphis, Tennessee. The renowned chef and his team are offering nationwide shipping and virtual cooking classes with Cooking with Kelly. You can learn more about the nationwide shipping at irisetc.com and you can also book a virtual cooking class online at table22.com slash iris. Kelly English Restaurant Group in Memphis, Second Line Restaurant Iris and the Magnolia House down on the coast in Biloxi. show is also brought to you by Cherokee Valley Golf Course in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Get on over, see Cody Allen and the rest of the crew take on their challenge of the wide plush Zoysia fairways and large championship Bermuda greens. They've got two putting greens to hone in your game with the flat stick, a driving range, and a chipping green to tighten up that short game. Book a tee time online at olivebranchgolf.com or give them a call at 662-893-4444. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the old Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. And we are back here on Not Committed. Zach Barry, Grayson, we are with you. All right, let's get into it. I know you've been itching to get into it because it seems like Nick Saban is on the same page as you. Um, a couple months ago, we called out Jimbo for being uh, just a buffoon and a clown for pretending like you're not paying players when, hello, idiot, it's okay to admit it now. It's fine. Um, 
the NCAA is trying to make it to where it's not fine, but until they do, who cares? Um, so Nick Saban, uh, I don't know. I think you wrote about it this morning. If you have the direct quote in front of you, because I do not. If I not, I can, I can effort. All right, go. Fire quote. away. Let, let us hear it. Well, so he called – over the course of the seven-minute rant, Saban called out Jackson State um, over the rumor that they dropped a mill for Travis Hunter. Travis Hunter has since come out and said, wait, I got a mill? Well, my mom is still staying in a three-bedroom house with five kids. So he can't, came out and called, called out Saban for that. Saban also called out Miami for all the John Ruiz stuff, but then obviously the one that everyone is really you know gravitating towards is his quote on – Texas A&M where he said quote we were second in recruiting last year A&M was first A&M bought every player on their team made a deal for name image and likeness we did not buy one player but I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it (laughs) we did not buy one player Nick Saban said in a world in which college football players have been bought since uh God only knows how long. <laughs> I mean, dude, just can we not just give it a rest? I mean, there, there's a there's a fucking Reddit thread dedicated to your players getting Chargers and Camaros dating back to like 2007. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous. Just, just stop. Like nobody gives a shit anymore. No. no one, no one cared anyways. And if they do, they're they're losers for caring because everyone does it. Now, maybe there's, there, there's a scale on how everyone does it. Obviously, Texas A&M is doing a little bit more than what Wake Forest is doing. But, but this isn't some, like, like, Nick Saban's up there, you know, in his dinner jacket and his dockers, like he's doing this, like, gotcha moment. Like, dude, like, friend of the program, uh, I'm trying to remember who said it. Um, several friends of the program. Oh, yeah. I was in a group text with, 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 with three friends of the show. Nicholas Carr, good buddy, friend of the show. He said, and I think this is, he nailed it. Nick Saban was talking to one group of people when he was doing this. He was talking to his boosters. Because yeah. he is like, hey, look, they got the best class of all time. We got to do better. And it, it, look, it, as hilarious as that sounds, because Alabama still got a phenomenal signing class. But on paper, which again, who gives a shit? Because on paper doesn't mean anything. On paper, best class of all time. Okay, awesome. Great job, Texas AM. Now go out there and, you know, don't lose to Ole Miss and Mississippi State in the same season again. Because you did it already <laughs> with a roster that is already filled with four and five stars. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's – and I didn't mean to cut you off because I know you, you've got some thoughts here, but I just think it's so stupid. Like, and calling out Deion Sanders, like, wh- why do you care? It's an FCS program. Travis Hunter wasn't even going to Alabama. No, he was going to Florida State. It's ridiculous. So, so, so like, why are you out there, like, just – Empty in the clip, and you got Dion catching strays. You got Jackson State, FCS football. I mean, come on, man. Like, just give it a rest. Like, everybody knows what you do, and just keep your mouth shut and no, just shut up. Like, it, it, who cares? I couldn't have said it any better myself. Since 
Saban came out and said the words, quote, we did not buy one player. Look, that might be true. Like for all we know, you know, Alabama isn't playing the NIL game. They're still offering their recruits some sort of compensation this is... somehow, some way. So, so maybe he's telling the truth. They, this is not... the this is the this is the textbook, Nick Saban. I didn't buy any players, right? Like, meaning quite literally. Yeah, duh, Nick. Like you didn't do it, but uh, the the machine that's been there, they're doing it. Yeah, and and so since he said that, two players in particular, Travis Johnson, who was a uh, five star. Defensive end back in God, 2000, class of 2000. He was the number four overall recruit in the nation, went to Florida State over Alabama. He came out and tweeted last night directly in response to Saban Square and said, ha, 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 ha. Y'all been paying players since the 80s. Y'all offered me six figures in 1999 slash 2000 and gave Albert Means and his coaches six figures during that same time. And now y'all swear y'all not paying anyone? Like the kids say, cap. Y'all was NIL before NIL. So Travis Johnson has come out and said he got offered <laughs> six figures by Alabama in 1999. Brought up the whole Albert Means things, which if you're not familiar with the Albert Means things, y'all just go ahead and look it up. The story's a lot easier told online. But basically, uh, Alabama offered a, like, Albert Means and his high school coaches a ton of money to get him to commit to Alabama. They ultimately got exposed by Philip Fulmer at Tennessee. The FBI came in, cracked down, convicted a booster. That booster ended up dying. So Travis Johnson's laying it all out on the table. And then not long thereafter, Leon O'Neill Jr., who was part of the class of 2018 and chose A&M over Alabama, he came out and said, ha-ha, every player there had a scat pack Hellcat, which is a Dodge Charger, like you mentioned, Zach, before NIL, and I was in a Nissan Maxima. Lol, it had a sunroof, though. So, like, what are we doing here where Nick Saban is coming out and saying these things? And like you said, and, and I, think, I think Nick is right where he said that Saban's talking to his boosters. I mean, when we look in the past, Saban came out and ranted about the no-huddle offense. Saban came out and ranted about the college football playoffs. Saban came out and ranted about the transfer portal. All of those things have one thing in common. After those rants, Alabama figured out the no-huddle offense. They have dominated the college football playoffs. They have done a good job in the transfer portal. Now he's ranting about name, image, and likeness. And he's saying, hey, boosters, you're right. I think, I think that's exactly what he's saying is, hey, boosters, you know, we got to step it up. But Michael Borky, mm-hmm. another friend of the program, made another good point. You know, he might be making more of a warning. But to Alabama probably doesn't have the same money as Texas A&M right now. Limestone and natural gas in Alabama is not as lucrative as the oil money in Texas. So these boosters in, in Texas and at A&M have a lot more money than Alabama boosters right now, which is fine. And so Saban might be upset that there isn't like for the first time ever, he doesn't have this, you know, leg up in recruiting that he's always had, but then he's turning around and saying that he's never bought a recruit and never bought a player. Come on. What, what are we doing here? I'm looking forward to later this afternoon, probably by the time this podcast is already out. Um, uh, Deion Sanders plans to address the quote lie that coach Saban told. Um, And then two weeks from now we have the sec coaches meeting Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban are going to be in the same room. It's going to be electric. 
and and the pot calling the kettle black is hilarious but it's going to make for some very entertaining you know next couple of weeks in regard to nil and in regard to specifically what Saban said because somebody probably should have cut him off and, and alabama head basketball coach nate oates was sitting next to him alabama basketball has had a lot of success in the transfer portal do we think there's a correlation there probably maybe so he looked almost like squeamish as nick saban was calling out other programs for paying their recruits and paying for transfers while Alabama basketball may or may not be doing the same thing. So somebody probably should have gotten up there and said, Hey, Nick, we're going to, we're going to cut your microphone off or, you know, someone in the back should have accidentally turned the, you know, switch off. So Nabin couldn't keep going because he probably shouldn't have said the things that he said, but the fact that he did, uh, I don't know why everyone is, you know, upset and angry and up in arms about it. When in reality, at least for me, the worst thing that we can do in the media is admonish admonish you know people for saying um incendiary you know things but that are ultimately harmless so i I think we should be encouraged encouraging more of things like this because it's incredibly entertaining a lot of fun super exciting everyone stop being so buttoned up over this you know at the end of the day college football is a sport played by uh, i mean i'm going to use the word kid they're not much younger than myself but played by kids, college kids, college athletes, college students. So let's let it get spicy. Let's let it get visceral. Let's let these shots be thrown back and forth. It feels a lot like, you know, professional wrestling in a sense. Right, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's a ton of fun. I mean, I don't know why I, we're look, up I, in arms over it. I, I thought everyone was all about pre-market capitalism. I thought that's right? what everybody wanted. I thought, I thought that, like, come on now, like, can't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Can't be... Don't be, don't be telling on yourself. All right, we're going to take our final break, and then we're going to close up the show here on this Thursday afternoon. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Podcast brought to you by Protection Unlimited Incorporated, the Mid-South's leader in commercial and residential alarm security. Wayne Lowry and his team have been serving the greater Memphis area and North Mississippi for 50-plus years and would love to get your business and or family protected today. They offer cutting-edge security for your home or business with video surveillance options, and they're monitoring 24-7, 365. You can reach them via phone at 901-754-6510 or email them at info at protectionunlimited.com. Podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals. They can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite level customer service team, make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn more about them at bluffcityadvisory.com. Podcast brought to you by the Barry Home Team. You're ready to sell and make the most net profit from your home. Call Stacy and Rick Barry today. They will lead you through the process from property assessment, repairs, staging, and putting that sold sign in your yard. Both have earned the multi-million dollar club member status, and they would love to assist you today in your real estate ventures. Call them 901-481-6420 or 901-461-6421. After you have talked to the Barry Home Team, you can talk to Saddle Creek Title, another proud sponsor of the show. They're the Mid-South's leader in client-focused, innovative closing solutions. Neil Hanna and his team are more than just a real estate closing firm. They are dedicated to going the distance to ensure the ease and growth of your real estate business. Find more information at saddlecreektitle.com or call them 901-753-1600. 
show brought to you by Davis McCord State Farm. If you're looking for good neighbor service and surprisingly great insurance rates, look no further than Davis and his team. They are your one-stop shop in Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop looking around, give Davis a call. He is ready to help. 901-755-6110 and get your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And we are back here on Not Committed. Zach Barry, Grayson, we're with you closing up shop here on this Thursday afternoon. All right. Um, last couple of thoughts here. We're not going to be too long. I, I just I, – I think that all of this NIL stuff is – I mean, I agree with you. I think it's fun. I think it creates just another – element to college football that just makes it the monster that it is that continues to consume our lives all year round. And, you know, for the Ole Miss fans that just say, well, like, this is not good for Ole Miss. Like, this is not good for the brand. Uh, Ole Miss is going to continue to struggle to recruit. Like, I, I think you should take solace in the fact that Lane Kiffin is your head coach. And so far he has shown – the ability to be able to navigate the portal well. He has shown the ability to be able to navigate the NIL situation very early on. Uh, not that Ole Miss is just racking up NIL deals left and right, but they have a couple collectives set up. They're being very strategic with how they do things. Uh, I think they have an exceptional advisory board that is helping these players. Um, if you don't remember, Matt Corral, um, didn't rush into getting an NIL deal. He waited. He was patient. He wanted to make sure that it was something that matched up with his brand, his, uh, you know, his lifestyle, his attitude, his vibe, all that good stuff. Ended up lining up with Panini American, which is a huge brand. Um, I, I think that, look, duh, you're, you're not going to be able to compete with, with the A&M, uh, the A&Ms of the world, the Ohio States, the, the SCs. The Texas, Georgia. I mean, I, I think part of what Arch Manning's decision came to was some NIL potential. Just my opinion. I think that's a big thing. Um, but yeah, I, look, I started out this show by saying that it's really dumb for Saban to do that because, look, dude, no one cares. But also, I think it's great. I think it's hilarious, and it's just adding more parity to the sport, and it's making it just more fun. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. It makes things really exciting. Uh, it makes, also, makes our lives a little busier, but that's okay. That's what yeah. we're here for. Tune uh, in every Tuesday, Thursday. Also, also I'll say this. Um, just just to close the book on it, uh, I, I thought it was hilarious um, with all the Deion Sanders stuff, but uh, another friend of the show, Ben Woodhouse, said that he was like, dude, straight up calling Nick Saban a liar is a wild-ass move. Yeah, and it's like you, Dion has to either Dion just doesn't care or he or he knows and doesn't care. But everybody, lo- everybody's going to be on Nick Saban's side for the most part. Um, so like him doing that is that is going out on a very, very, very long and very thin limb for sure. And it's going to be really funny. Um, Obviously, at this point, everyone's seen all the tweets, um, the Aflac commercials with Nick Saban and, and Deion Sanders are now the ones that have already been recorded 
are even that much more funny, um, that much funnier. And then if they probably won't anymore, but if they ever do film another Aflac commercial together, that's going to be rather, rather feisty amongst the two of them. It's so fun. If they're smart, Affleck needs to get them to squash the beef and to just make an Affleck commercial about it and just yeah. play up to the joke. That's um, exactly what they should do. Yeah. But, um, all right, well, hey, thank, I mean, honestly, thanks to Saban and Dion and Jimbo for giving us some content to talk about with you today. So um, that's going to do it for Not Committed. We will be back next week. More recruiting, more NIL more college football, more Ole Miss. So um, until then, we'll talk to you on Tuesday. We out.